Welcome to this week's news talk. This is the audio recording of our broadcast live on social media channels where Stephanie and I talk about three hot stories in the news. During this live session, we chat with English learners from across the world. It's a really enjoyable way to practice listening to natural English and learn some new vocabulary each week. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the latest edition in News Talk. I'm delighted to be here. It's 5 p.m. here in the UK. And as always, we're going to be talking in this session about three stories that we've carefully selected that are making headlines around the world. I'm joined by David as always. Hi, David. Hi, Stephanie. Hello, everybody. Glad you could join us. Shall we find out what our stories are going to be this week? Here we go. So as always, three different stories, and we never know what these are going to be because we do pick them hot off the press. So we make sure that we're talking about the latest news. And our first story, we're asking the question, it's a difficult one, this, how many new jobs do you think were cr created in the US last month? Now, I'm not great with numbers, so why not have a go? Um, I'm sure you'll do better than me. How many do you think were created in the US last month? That's story number one. Yeah, we want an approximate number. What do you think? And then the second article we're going to be talking about is which star of the hit musical Greece has died? Again, we think many of you will know the answer to this one. A very, very famous film star and a very, very famous film. Absolutely. So lots to discuss there. And finally, something a bit different to finish with. Why should teenagers get up later? Hmm. Any ideas on this one? <laughs> Um, I can see people are saying hi already. Thank you for joining us. What do you think about our three stories today? Do you have any ideas what the answers to these questions are? <laughs> as, we, as, as, as always, a very varied and different uh, array of topics to discuss. But we'd love to hear from you, hear your opinions. Shall Definitely. we start with the first one, Stephanie? Absolutely. Let's get cracking with story number one. So this is the story about the jobs, um, the job growth in America. Now, I wonder if you had any idea of the number. It's actually 528,000 to be precise. Um, and this is the number of jobs that the US economy added just last month. And it's the largest single gain since February. And this number is has lifted the level of employment back to the pre-pandemic level and in doing so has eased fears of a recession. Now the largest gains were in the leisure and hospitality industry with most of the positions added in restaurants and bars. So some positive news there coming out of the US. Indeed. And it, it'd be very interesting to hear from you in your country. Are, how is the economy? Are, is your country, is it creating more jobs? Are you combating inflation? Is it possible that your country is going to go in a, into a, a recession? We'd love to hear from you. And 
of course, we like this story because it's very positive. And of course, That's to create. Just what I was going to say, yes. <laughs> half a million new mm. jobs. I think one of the interesting things is about the, because you, you talked there, Stephanie, about the leisure and hospitality industry. And I thought it would be might interesting to look at the difference between them. I wonder if anybody knows. Interesting question there. So, yeah, we're going to focus on the hospitality industry later on. But I did mention the leisure industry as well. Now, any ideas, as David said, what the difference is between the leisure and hospitality industries? But I have to agree with David. I think it's absolutely fantastic to hear some good news because there really is so much doom and gloom around, especially when we're thinking about the UK. There's always seems to be a lot of bad news. Prices are going up. The number of jobs aren't increasing. There's no pay rises. It does feel very, very heavy at times. So great that at least one country um, seems to be to be faring relatively well. Although, according to the statistics in the in the US, I think the inflation, the rate of inflation in the US is about eight, eight and a half percent, which is the highest for 10 years. In our country, in the UK, it's over nine percent, nine point four percent. And across the eurozone, I believe it's about eight percent. I don't know if anybody knows what the inflation rate is in their country. And then on the other side of that, pay rises, which, of course, everybody is very it's important to everybody in the UK. We're expecting about four percent on average um, in the US. It's between three and five percent. I wonder what pay pay rises are like in, in, in your country. Yeah, I'm really interested to find out here. Um, I see lots of people typing in the comments section, which is fantastic. Great to hear from you. If you are new to Perfectly Spoken News Talk, a very warm welcome. Um, we're talking about the economy. We've started talking about the US economy, but why not tell us about what's happening in your country? I can see that Amelia is letting us know that in the Czech Republic, inflation is about 18 percent 18 percent that's extraordinary incredibly um, high yes it it is we were asking the difference between uh, hospitality and leisure and i think we've got some interesting answers and certainly when we talk about hospitality we talk about um delivering as amelia says it's about food and drink and accommodation Whereas leisure can include those things, but it's more about recreation, about having fun. Yes, it's a bit of a tricky one, isn't it? Because hospitality actually has nothing to do with hospitals. So a bit of a, an easy mistake to make there, which is why we've chosen to focus on, on this particular word. Yeah, that's very important. I think Shirley is telling us that um, in Brazil, jobs are difficult Um Oh, yeah, pandemic has affected the job market, of course, and inflation also very high there. So thank you. Um, thank you for letting us know that, Shirley. Yeah. And of course, these problems are, are making people go on strike. Um, and in our country, um, I was reading the other day, we have lots of sectors in the economy that are planning strikes or having strikes. We've got train drivers, postal workers, bus drivers, teachers, civil servants, nearly everybody. We're going to have a really, really difficult winter, I think. 
an interesting point there. So strikes are a common thing here in the UK. And I know in other countries as well, quite common. What about where you are? Do, do workers in your country strike when they feel they want to protest against something like not having a salary increase, for example? Um, perhaps you yourself has been on strike. Why not let us know in the comments? Yeah. And of course, the the cost of living um, is very difficult to, to predict because of things that are happening across the globe. You know, we have energy, the price of energy for everybody is, is, is rising dramatically. Uh, the cost of petrol, of course, and the biggest area I think that affects most people is food prices. Food prices, I think in our country, they've probably gone up by about 20% or more over the past few months. Yeah, as we're sort of reflecting on that, the negative news in the UK at the moment, it does seem to be a lot of a lot of doom and gloom every time you, you listen to the news about the economy, energy prices going up, everything going up except for salaries. So... Um, interesting to find out what's happening i see shirley's saying people are trying to recover first then employ so it's easier to fire than to hire someone that's uh probably a very sad reality isn't it yeah um I, <laughs> and uh amelia's i don't think she's very happy with uh uh with the prime minister in the czech republic but I wonder which countries are. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> difficult to find a country who is who are pleased with with the way things are going at the moment. Indeed. Shall, Shall we, we have, have a, a look, look at the? Absolutely, the vocabulary here. So the idea, if you are new to News Talk, the idea is as we're talking, hopefully you've heard us use these expressions. Really important to hear them in context, and then we focus on them in more detail. So we, of course, had the word gain and we were using it as a noun. I used it twice at the beginning. I said um, it was the largest gain since February and repeated with the largest gains in the leisure and hospitality industry. A gain is an occasion when you get something useful or positive. So in this, in this instant, increased numbers are gain. Yeah, and then uh, Stephanie also talked about easing, um, using the verb to ease. Um, and I think she was talking about um, the, the, the fear of recession is easing. So it's becoming less severe. Um, in, in, and you can obviously use uh, to ease in lots of different ways as well. But in this case, we were talking about the pressures easing. Absolutely. And finally, that keyword hospitality, which has nothing to do with hospitals. The hospitality industry is the sector of the economy, which includes hotels, bars and restaurants. So anybody here working in the hospitality industry, I wonder if you work in a hotel, a bar or a restaurant, then yes, you do. Let's move on to story number two. Indeed, and hello to uh, everybody who's who's still joining us. We're we're, we're now moving on to onto our second item, and this one, of course, we were asking uh, which famous superstar had died, and of course, it's it's the lovely, wonderful, gorgeous Olivia Newton-John who died at the age of seventy-three. She was a real superstar, and she became. 
uh, famous in the 70s and 80s as a pop singer. Uh, and then she really became a superstar when she performed in the hit mo news movie musical called Grease. Um, she, she actually, I think she died from cancer um, and she received many tributes on social media including a very touching one from John Travolta, who was her co-star in Greece, who wrote, my dearest Olivia, you made all of our lives so much better. That was really sweet. Um, and on social media, her team put that uh, she had passed away very peacefully at her Californian home, and she was surrounded by her, her close friends and, and family. I think, I mean, the really shocking story, even though we knew she had been unwell, I think she's one of those superstars that everybody knows. And I have to say, I was very, very saddened when I when I read about her, her passing away. Um, and if you do read the tributes that have, have come in, everybody has just such wonderfully positive things to say about her everybody that seems to have come in contact with her whether they're a, a celebrity in their own right or just a normal member of the public everybody speaks very warmly about how down-to-earth welcoming and what a lovely person she was agreed i think she was genuinely a very gracious warm warm person um i think it was interesting that um John Travolta, I think he admitted that they both had crushes on each other when they were when they were filming Greece. And of course, if you have a crush on somebody, it means that maybe you you love them or you have a romantic feeling towards them, but you don't have a relationship. So that I, I believe they had a, a a lovely crush on each other. I read that that story too and it was lovely because I think she said they were both seeing other people at the time so they couldn't act upon their feelings but this only sort of added to the on-screen chemistry this this crush that this reciprocal crush that they both had um, which they later admitted to so I think that really added to the the chemistry on screen definitely. And and of course you know I mean Greece really was a phenomenon phenomenon um it was it's been called the best movie musical of the 20th century and one of the interesting things that i love about it is the fact that it's it's a it's a film about teenagers and we're going to be talking about teenagers uh, a little more in a while it was a film about teenagers but at the time john travolta was actually 24 and olivia newton john was 30 30 years old when when they made the film and in fact, I think she nearly turned it down, didn't she? Because she yes. felt she was too old too, too to be playing old. a, a school—a a teenager at school. <laughs> and apparently this was all to do with the very, very strict labour laws they have in Hollywood. So they couldn't actually employ teenagers um, because of the laws and because some of the lines had a had a sex, sexual connotations to them so they had to use adults to to make the movie 
So I love this film. Um, it's one of my mum's absolute all-time favourites. I don't know how many times I've, I've seen it. I know the words to all the songs. I wonder, um, anybody watching, um, any Grease fans watching, do you like this film? Do you do you know the songs? Like I say, it's been a massive part of, of me, for me growing up, because my mum would always watch it pretty regularly um, and sing along to, to all the tunes and fantastic songs there some very very famous songs in it yeah um and it was one of the you know it is one of the top box office musicals of of all time one of the most uh most most successful um i think the the attraction is possibly because of the combination of music it's a romantic comedy a rom-com um and of course it appeals to the the to to teenage audience and, yeah, and it's that and, lovely story isn't it sorry david yes and of course i forgot to say it has a happy ending that's, which yeah, is exactly. so unusual isn't it and i think that that's what does really um that really what adds to the appeal that happy ending it's all going to work out and you know sometimes with so much negativity going on the, the negative news stories and sometimes just to watch a feel-good film like this really really does um does make a difference i see shirley saying that um she didn't know much about the actress but her mum her mother um, commented that she was an actress in a song that she knew. So um, your mum knew about her as well, Shirley. Yeah, yeah. And I think a lot of people, obviously, um, Olivia Newton-John, very famous as an Australian, but not actually born in Australia, David. No, she was British born and then uh, went uh, with her family to live in Australia, where her, her career really, really took off. And of course, she actually, she was a crossover artist. So she started singing country songs and then crossed over to, to, pop, to pop music. And of course, made a dame, um, Dame Olivia Newton-John, made a dame um, in 2019. So more recognition there. <laughs> yes, yes. Shall we have a look at the vocabulary? Then? Let's have a look at the words. So as we said, yeah, she she was a superstar, and I love super as um, a prefix because you can really play around with it. And I wonder if anybody would dare to have a play. Of course, we've got words like superman, super efficient, uh, super tanker. But when we when we're speaking, we quite often just want to exaggerate an adjective. We just say super. You know, oh, um, not necessarily grammatically correct, but we could say, oh, that was super expensive or it was super hot or super I think I anything. said that earlier, Have didn't I, David? It was super hot here <laughs> yes. today. Yes, yes. So it wouldn't be in the Oxford Dictionary, but we say it anyway. So, of course, exactly, a superstar. Exactly, very common. Yeah, a superstar who's somebody who is... Uh, an extremely famous celebrity with lots of admirers and, and fans. And then we had the word tributes. Now, a tribute is a message stating how much someone admires and or respects someone and what they have done. Um, so tributes have flooded in. They've come in by the millions 
for Olivia Newton-John. So these messages, people emailing, people writing on social media, saying how much they admire and respect her. And then we had the verb to pass away. Olivia Newton passed away age 73. I.e., that's another way, a polite way of saying she died. It's also quite common today, particularly in the US, in US English, to just say passed without away. We can say Olivia Newton-John passed uh, last week, for example. So let's move on then to story number three. Now, do you remember the question at the beginning? We asked, what should teenagers do later? Um, well, let's find out. The answer is that teenagers hate getting up early for school. Perhaps no surprise there. But the good news for them is that there's been a new study from Brazil. And this study suggests that starting the school day later can not only improve their mood, but also have a positive impact on their academic performance. Now, typically, younger children naturally feel sleepy around 8 to 9 p.m. But for teenagers, this changes to 10 to 11. Going to bed late and then getting up early for school can cause sleep deprivation. And in the study, teenagers who started school one hour later felt less depressed, less angry and less tired at school. So lots of positive effects there from that extra hour. And it'd be, we'd love to hear from you. How many hours do you sleep normally during the week? Is that different at weekends? And also, how many hours do you think you should be sleeping? at your age and we will have a look at some 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 recommendations certainly i love sleeping i don't know about you stephanie but i'm absolutely. a big fan <laughs> absolutely super fan of sleeping here definitely so how many hours do you do you try to get then david what's your optimum number that for you um i've always told myself and i believe it's correct that i i like to have 8 hours sleep a day um, and of course, experts tell you, you should have the same number of hours every day at the weekends, the same, but it rarely happens with me. I like to have eight hours. Normally, I suppose I get about seven. What about you, Stephanie? Um, it definitely does change um, weekday to weekend, definitely. I know I go to bed much later than I should do. And I always tell myself I need to go to bed earlier but it's very difficult to do that in reality. Um, so at the weekends, I do enjoy having that lie in when there's no alarm clock, there's no need to get up early. So even if I've gone to bed late, I can still lie in and get that eight hours. That's a nice, nice thing to do. <laughs> Amelia, I'm with you. I like to sleep a minimum of, of uh, eight, eight hours as well. Um, so... In terms of um, experts' recommendations, there's something called the National Sleep Foundation. Um, and of course, as you get older, then you need, you need actually less and less sleep. So tiny babies, for example, they need between 14, 17 hours. Toddlers, that's between one and five years old. Then it goes down from about 14 to 10 hours. And then Children at school, 
school age between 6 and 13, they are recommended 9 to 11. But adults, of course, the recommendation is between 7 and 9 hours a day. It's that magic 8 number, isn't it, really? <laughs> it is, it is. And of course, for some reason, when you get older, so be careful, because once you are over 65, apparently you only need between 7 and 8 hours. I am not looking forward to that. <laughs> Um, there's been, of course, there's a lot of research carried out on sleep and apparently 35% of adults are getting less than the amount they actually need. Um, but do you know how long it takes the average person to fall asleep, David? Any ideas? We're talking minutes here. The average person Ooh. to fall asleep. I, I don't know that, actually. Um, is it maybe 30 minutes, half an hour? Much, much, much less. The average person falls asleep in seven minutes. Seven minutes. That's wonderful. I, I, it doesn't happen to me. And, and that's, that brings us on to, I mean, you know, how do you prepare yourself to go to sleep? I was looking this up. I don't know if anybody's got any advice for us, you know, so that you are ready to go to sleep when you when you go when you actually get into into bed i know lots of things you shouldn't do and a big big no i think is having your phone in the bedroom with you and looking at your phone and accessing it in the 30 minutes before you go to sleep i think that's a we all know that we shouldn't do that however i think for a lot of us our phones are also our alarm clocks and so yeah, it's I mean, inevitable I that you have your phone with you. <laughs> it's a really, really important point. And of course, it's important to create the right environment. So it's calm and restful and cool. And you're also recommended to to do things to make you relax, like have a bath, if you can. Um, and of course, avoid alcohol, avoid coffee. And I need it completely dark. I don't know about anybody else, but I have to have pitch black. I can't have any light. I need it completely dark if I'm going to fall asleep. Agreed. Yeah, I'm the same. I like it very, very dark. And I have another statistic, another question for you here, David, if anyone would like to help. Um, the tables have turned a bit today. I've got the questions. Um, NASA have actually conducted research into the perfect nap. Now, a nap is a short sleep in the day. And any idea, David, how long, according to NASA, the perfect nap is if you want to, to wake up feeling refreshed and revived? Oh, right. Because we always used to talk uh, in the past in this country about power naps. And the idea was that you had a short but intense little sleep that gave you lots of energy for the rest of the day. So, yeah, I'm with uh, I'm with the suggestion there. I would say about 20 minutes. Is that right? Amelia, you're very, very close. It's actually, to be precise, 26 minutes is the perfect time, according to NASA scientists for the perfect nap. Well done, Amelia. 
Well, I shall be taking that advice then, I think. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, and Shirley's saying that in Brazil there, the classes usually start at 7.30, which is very early. And, of course, then most students feel sleepy and even end up sleeping in class. That's disastrous, isn't it? And this is, this is the problem. So this is why these academics are suggesting we shift everything so that, you know, these youngsters can get more sleep before they, they go to school. Um, and I think one of the interesting things, again, is how important sleep is. And we don't realize, you know, how it affects, affects our physical and mental functioning. Um, it, it's for health reasons, it's really important because it helps us fight disease and develops immunity and even apparently helps keep our weight under control. Well, I think they say, don't they, you can survive 60 days without eating, but only 11 without sleeping, which really does show how crucial it is to, to humans. Indeed, indeed. So does anybody have a, have, have a nap? <laughs> Do you have a nap in your country? Certainly, um, I like to, on holiday, uh, in continental countries like in it's Spain. It's a luxury, and, isn't it? Oh, yes. <laughs> in, in, in Italy, in the summer months, it is. It's a very welcome luxury. Should we have a look at some of the vocabulary here, David? Absolutely. So, so we were talking about about uh, teenagers and the clue is definitely in the word isn't it teen so 13 up to 19 that's when we generally talk about somebody being a teenager and the next word we isolated is deprivation now do you remember i talked about um, sleep deprivation Deprivation is not having enough of something or having less than you need. So if you suffer from sleep deprivation, you're not having enough sleep. And mood. And the adjective there is moody. And we quite often talk about moody teenagers. So moody is somebody who, who changes. Sometimes they're happy, sometimes they're sad or angry. So you know, somebody can be in a good mood or in a bad mood. And Stephanie, of course, is always in a good mood. <laughs> Thank you, David. <laughs> Not before my coffee in the morning, though, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you again, everybody, for joining us. Hope you've enjoyed it. Hope you've learned a little bit of new new vocabulary. And as always, we put our, all these articles and lots of additional learning and practice materials are available on our, on our website. So thanks for this week. And uh, we will see you next week at the same time. Absolutely. For another three stories. I wonder what we'll be talking about. Please do join us um, we're really happy to see you um, typing in the comments and letting us know thank you everybody we'll see you next time bye bye thanks for listening join us next week for the latest news talk and if you'd like to participate in the live sessions simply check out our social media channels for more information